Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And if you're ready to live life on purpose in your God-given gifts, strengths, and identity without sacrificing family, home, self, and soul care, then you've come to the right place. But first and foremost, we want to make sure we're seeking the steadfast, loving kindness and peace that surpasses understanding from Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I am truly grateful for each and every one of you that takes time to listen to this podcast. I sit here and I think to myself, who am I to have information, inspiration, encouragement, and value to share with others? And then again, I know the answer to that. I know the answer is Jesus. (laughs) I know if it weren't for the goodness of God bringing me through the season of refining that I'm in right now and the seasons of refining I've been in time and time again throughout my life, I know if it wasn't for his saving grace upon my life, I would not be who I am today. I would not have a podcast because I wouldn't have listened to his push in the first place. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have made it through some of the most difficult seasons of my life if it wasn't for his just steadfast love holding me throughout all of it. And that's why I'm here today sharing with you guys because it's been on my heart lately to share about seasons of refining and and God's goodness on our lives through all of that. I shared in an episode a few weeks ago about God's faithfulness over Um, the overarching testimony of my life. But I think it's really important to sit in the the here and now, the smaller, intimate moments of every day with him and recognize that he is the one who sustains us and the one who holds us through it all. I shared this quote from Andrew Murray on my social media platforms the other day. It's about abiding in him. And part of it talks about it's consenting to let him do all for us and in us and through us, which I find ironic and also kind of humorous that there's the scripture, Romans chapter 11, verse 36 says, for from him and through him and to him are all things to be glory forever. Amen. And I just love that it's essentially the same thing said, but the direction is opposite. So it's like this reciprocal. If you think of two arrows pointing at each other, or even like the recycling symbol, you know, just going in a circle, all things were created for him and through him and by him. But we can almost turn around and and give that back by allowing him 
to do and be all for us and through us and in us. And I think that's the basis of the takeaway I want you to have for this episode in that even when we are in, or especially when we are in these seasons of refining, that it is all for him and through him. And if he is in us and for us, then we're going to make it through. And even when it's difficult, even when it's a struggle, even when the circumstances are so incredibly poor that we cannot imagine ourselves coming out the other side, that ultimately it is for our goodness and it is for his glory. And I know, trust me, do I know how being in a refining season and hearing somebody say that, hearing somebody sit there and look at us through that season of refining and quote Philippians 4.4 where it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice is, is sometimes more relatable to a slap in the face than truth and goodness. It truly is for our goodness. And when I look back and think about the seasons of refining that God has brought me through, I can now see them in that light. The season of infertility that we walked through was very long and very difficult, several years. And just to give a little bit of a brief history, in 2011, my husband deployed and he had finally agreed when he came home from deployment we could start our family. And this came after two years of being married and begging him regularly for a child, that we could start a family, that I could become a mom. And the answer was always no, that he wasn't ready. There were other things he wanted to accomplish or get done or take care of in life. Because when we, when we had children, he wanted to be able to give them his time and attention and focus and, and I respected that and I honored that. And I think that's a very good trait to have. And that's the kind of father I wanted for my children. So I couldn't blame him. But he returns home from deployment and we start trying for a child. And I remember every month having my cycle start and just thinking to myself, I'm so broken I had a very skewed perspective of God at the time, so don't hold that against me. I know he's not. Um, but I was always wondering, like, why is God mad at me? Why doesn't he want this for me? Like, why isn't he giving me the desires of my heart? And one of the crazy things about it was financial, like, responsibility for a child was something that we were very concerned about prior to, um, prior to moving forward and trying to have a family. And so when my husband said we could try for a baby when he returned home from deployment, I made sure I noticed all of the sales, all the freebies, shopped the garage sales, took hand-me-downs from friends. I ended up buying this like 75% off crib and changing table from the furniture store that I just happened to be there one day and found on sale. 
and we had darn near everything somebody would need for a child and we're just collecting it over the course of you know the time he was deployed and the time after we he came home and we were trying for a family and we had this room that it it came to a point that I couldn't even go into and look at because it was it was essentially filled with heartbreak and disappointment and I remember when we went to the doctors and we're like hey we've been trying for a year nothing's happening um you know what do we need to do to look into like what's what's the holdup? what's the problem and he was active duty at the time and they started looking into him first and it was immediately he went in for a semen analysis and then we received a phone call that his vasectomy had took and he was like what uh I did not have a vasectomy are you sure you're looking at the right test results then the gentleman on the other end was like oh wait you need to come in for a follow-up so we went in for a follow-up it was he was sent off for more testing it was quite a few months back and forth and then he was diagnosed with a chromosomal microdeletion which means you know your chromosomes are have all these lines and one section of one line of his Y chromosome is missing and it's something that happened like in I think meiosis like early early stages of embryo formation um when your your body is like naturally filtering out what chromosomes uh, uh, it's going to keep from your mother and which ones from your father and and so all that to be said we go to this um, doctor's appointment to find this out thinking we're getting next steps for growing our family only to find out that we were it was a it was a chromosomal counseling appointment which was essentially telling us what what this microdeletion is um education about chromosomes which was really neat but I'll I'll I will tell you we were highly disappointed because our expectation was that we were going to Cambridge University for infertility help and infertility treatments and to find out what the next steps were and and to have like genius minds like working on our case because we were living in England at the time and so it was a really big disappointment we go back to his original like primary care looking at the situation and they're basically like we're not going to help you like this is TRICARE <laughs> like we're here to keep you alive but we're not going to help you create life. Like we don't do infertility. You've reached the extent of what we're going to help you do. If you want to do anything else, you need to do your own research. You need to find your own doctor. You need to pay for all the stuff yourself. Like TRICARE is not covering this. And so it was just hugely disappointing after going through this whole season of like not being able to conceive to have that be the information that you receive. And it's it's not the sole reason my husband separated from the military, but it was definitely a big factor in it. One of his thoughts at the time was like, if you're not going to help me create life and bring a life into this world, but you have no problem sending me to war and, you know, taking my life and, and he was government property technically, you know, like there was just a, a disconnect there for him. Um, anyways, all this to say this was like our first year and a half, two years of struggling with infertility. And, 
and to just be told like the answer is no, we're not helping was really disheartening. And, and we were also told, and we were also told that if we were to ever conceive naturally, we would be more likely to win the lottery or be struck by lightning. And if we did ever conceive naturally, that we would be used as a case study that they would want to monitor like all these different things because of his condition was so rare but also there was not much information like in the scientific world about it and even still today 10 years later there's very little understanding and knowledge about it even amongst the infertility community and I say that because we just had a doctor's appointment a few weeks ago that the infertility doctor was, was essentially ignorant to it and gave us really, really what it was, was false information based off of her misunderstanding. And so we're going back to the drawing board, trying to find a new, a new doctor to, um, to actually be able to provide answers. However, to be told that you're more likely to win the lottery, that you don't play or be struck by lightning than to ever conceive naturally after years of trying was just, it was a really big slap in the face. And I know myself enough to know that if somebody were to tell me rejoice and the Lord always rejoice, I would have been like, go over there. Do not look at me. Do not talk to me. Like it would not have been a good moment. So hear my heart when I share that with you. But I also know that 10 years later, the change and transformation in my view of that season has, it is completely 180. I know for certain that God was with me throughout that entire process that there were things he needed to do in me, work that he needed to do in me, things that he needed to bring me through and show me and guide me through that made me the woman that I am today that is able to be the mother and the wife and the coach that I am today. And so even though the season of refining was quite difficult to walk through at the time, I cannot even tell you how much of God's goodness was in that season. So when I look back on this season of refining, I now can see it as just the journey that was necessary to get to where I needed to be. To be ready for whatever it is that God had for me. And when I look back, I can see it wasn't just this straight line, this path that I walked from point A to point B. It was a couple of steps forward on this path, maybe sometimes even a couple of steps backwards before taking a little side road down this cul-de-sac, if you will. And it was times of taking a detour here or there and over the course of time progressively moving forward and part of our story 
is adoption. It was many years, several years, that we worked through our infertility. We took the time to process those feelings and emotions and thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about parenting, about family. We took time for ourselves to just enjoy each other's company, to travel, and we even spent a good amount of time being caught up in a lot of worldly things and living very much for ourselves. And it came to a point where we realized we had so much love to give. And we truly wanted to parent a child. And through this refining season, God brought us to a place where our hearts were opened to parent the child of another. And through our process, we came to domestic infant adoption. And even that was a trying, refining season for myself and my husband. Even that was a journey that had many ups and downs, many crazy waves. And through each and every one of the even smaller seasons of refining, through our infertility and adoption journey, I can see all the small lessons, all the growth, all of the transformation and change that needed to happen in my heart and in my worldview and in my perspective in my ability to handle and process things and throughout all of it what happened was I became a better person I became a better version of myself I grew in so many ways throughout that process and God truly molded and transformed my heart and my thoughts in a way that I was able to be more like him that I was able to draw closer to him and that I was able to be a person more obedient to following his call and living out his will for my life. So when we come to these moments in life where it is a refining season, a season filled with circumstances that don't feel good, that don't feel like they're in our best interest, we always have to remember that sometimes it's not about us in that a lot of the time, even though it feels difficult and it doesn't feel good, that it truly is for our good. It is for the glory of God. And I think this episode is really relevant and been pressing on my heart to share with you guys right now because I have been through another refining season that has been filled with wave after wave of upsetting news, of trying circumstances, 
consecutive months of sickness running through our home and through it all even though it was difficult God was guiding me and growing me through that season to be ready for the next season the next phase that he had for me so if you are in a season of refining know that you sister are not alone know that God is with you and he is going to use this season this refining process this valley to teach you to grow you to grow you closer to him to grow you closer to the person that you need to be to be ready to step into the season that he has for you God is with you and so many people I will say it again so many people have walked through exactly what you are walking through right now whether that's struggles with infertility whether that's marital struggles whether that's career struggles whether that's friendships or family dysfunction and struggles whether that is processing childhood trauma or struggles with your children please no matter what you do in this season of refining please do not isolate yourself please do not recluse and please do not listen to the enemy telling you that you are alone in this because God is with you there are people coaches mentors that are there for you and there are so many others that have walked this journey some may be a few steps ahead of you some who have made it through to the other side and some that are just a few steps behind you and it is so important that we come together and be the community and be in relationships with others who understand and who can help guide us through and if you need a sister you need a friend if you need a mentor please reach out because this infertility struggle that I shared about today is just one of the refining seasons that I have walked through in life. One of the things that God has helped me overcome and my notes are extensive and I am excited to share. And speaking of sister, if you are ready to rise up to step into your God-given gifts and strengths and live out the calling that he has placed on your life, if you're ready to lead your home and your family and peace and productivity, then I just might have the exact thing that you are looking for. I have just announced the relaunch of the I Am Coaching System. And with that, I am leading an exclusive group of women through this winter program at an unbeatable price. You are going to get six weeks of one-on-one -on -one coaching, the Life and Goals Planner, and so much more for just $57. 
that is the cost of the Life and Goals Planner alone. So to add the six weeks of coaching onto that and the transformation and results that are going to come out of it is just insane to think about. But this program is only open to 12 women. And so right now I am taking applications now through November 16th. And if this is something that you are even slightly interested in, sister, apply. I will drop the link in the show notes so you can go fill out that form and apply. I'm going to be praying over those applications for a week and notifying women the end of November. And it starts December 3rd, walking you through the end of 2021 into 2022 to leading a life of peace and abundance in what God has for you.